I'm Arnold van Buren and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centers and organizing tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. Hi Cameron, welcome to our show and it's great having you by the way. Thank you very much for having me Arnold. And well, we talk uh, most of this, uh, most of the series we're talking about the uh, the, the passion uh, within the esports and well, it's 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 something that you, well, you live for. It's yeah. your passion. Yeah, so, no, um, I would say, yeah, it's probably my, it, it's not just my career now, it's probably my whole life encompassing. So I, I would say that I'm very lucky that um, I've turned my passion and my hobby into my full-time career. Amazing. And for, for the audience, could you give us some more background about yourself and how things, yeah, how, 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 how did you start the career? And um, yeah, just let, yeah. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. so, um, I started my esports career probably back in 2016. So I was rather late to the party. Um, there was probably a lot of people who were already um, doing esports to a, a lot higher level than I was back in 2016. Um, I started off by organising my university's eSports society. So we took a failing gaming society and made it eSports focused. Um, we had five members when I joined. Um, I left it with 300. Um, at that point, um, I started running uh, amateur teams in different ESI competitions. Um, I took on management roles within a couple of uh, UK-based teams. And then I went back and finished my master's, um, at which point I ran um, the largest eSports varsity at that time um, on a true string budget. So the budget was actually zero. Yeah. Um, and that got a, a lot of uh, publicity from not just my university, but um, Northampton as a whole. And we sort of saw the potential within eSports at that point. Um, at that point, I decided that I wanted to keep on focusing on esports. I wrote my master's thesis on the longevity of esports, and um, I then started doing some work with Twickenham and a few other organisations within the esports sphere. And at that point, I came back to the University of Northampton, and they employed me to be an associate lecturer within esports. And currently, I do my PhD on the UK esports ecosystem. Um, at the Open University as well. So I'm currently studying towards my doctoral um, and I'm currently in my first year of that as well. Wow, that's a, that's a journey though. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very long, it's a, it's a long process. Um, yeah. I, I would say um, in comparison to a lot of the probably people you've had before, my, my journey has been very much academia with esports, which um, has been fantastic and very insightful. So yeah, it's been quite uh, an amazing roller coaster of a ride, and um, I guess the fruits of my labour is all starting to pay off now. Where esports has now been taken more seriously within the academic sphere. Yes, because most most question um, is about education. So I know within the esports, uh, people most mo well mo quite a lot of people ask like, okay, shall I do a university degree? Um, shall I not going to do a university degree? And then afterwards 
sometimes you get you get responses back like yeah but i'm not going to do esports on university or or i just gonna just roll in so could you could you share a bit like yeah what, so, yeah so um, i helped write our university degree which um i'm gonna do a little bit of push university it starting in september 2021 um i wrote the degree with the purpose of being both applicable to players coming out of the end of their careers um, as well as people who are just wanting to go straight into the esports industry. Um, the degree itself has a lot of soft skill transformment from different areas. So we focus a lot on journalism, marketing, media, coaching, development. So it covers a huge range of different things. Um, one of the things that um, we're very passionate about is the fact that it's multidisciplinary. And we haven't just tried to make an esports degree on top of an events management degree. Um, my master's was in events management, and I love events management, but there is a huge amount more opportunities out there within esports than just events management. So one of the big things that I would say is, yes, it's great to have a degree, um, and yes, it's great to work in esports. Um, I can guarantee that I'm going to have probably about 50, 60 students at least in the first year. Um, and... Um, not every single one is going to work in esports, but I can guarantee that all the students I get through will have the skills to work in whatever industry they want to work in. Um, and that's something that we really pride ourselves in. So, um, yes, doing a degree is um, really good for development. Um, I recommend a lot of pro players um, look at doing that. When I stopped playing competitively um, back in 2015 at Magic Gathering, um I would be very glad that I was halfway through my degree <laughs> because um, uh, I didn't really have an exit strategy. Um, so that is what I would suggest is it's a good exit strategy for a lot yeah. of people. I, I, I can imagine because, well, you're I, I, well, an amazing, amazing journey and amazing choice. And of course, a lot of uh, people as well, like they well they, they haven't a clue so they nine of the ten times say like okay shall i just do a degree um and, and i'm not talking about the i'm not only talking about the united kingdom but for example us as well like there's, there's a lot of youngsters from college well they call it college we call it university who um, want to do a sort of like well not a career switch but more like what what kind of subject should i take and yeah nine of the ten times are like oh what's esports and e i know esports is really broad but um i think well, let's say if if and that's a question more. Well, it's more a question like, what if they're going to go for esports? Where where should they start? So um, we we're lucky in the UK. We have a BTEC dedicated towards esports. Um, I've done a bit of uh, collaboration with uh, Parsons, who organise the esports degree. Well, um, the uh, organise the BTEC esports. Um, it's a new qualification which was launched this year. Um, I think it's really fantastic. Um, it has a wide range of information in terms of esports, and it also provides that foundation to go on to further education, well, to higher education from further education. On top of that, if you already have A levels or equivalent or the industry experience, you could probably go into a degree not just within esports, but probably into business management or coaching. Um, I know that at uh, the university I work at, we accept a range of students from uh, traditional coaching backgrounds or traditional playing backgrounds as well. So um, those are sort of the two options if you don't really know exactly where you want to go. Um, in terms of uh, looking at doing an esports degree separately or to go into university as a whole, um, 
when the UK and America university is expensive. Uh, I'm not gonna to, to lie to students. I'm not saying go to university because you are guaranteed a job because that isn't the case anymore. Um, it wasn't the case when I went to university. Um, it's definitely not the case now. Um, but it will also make sure that when you leave university, and one of the things that we're really passionate about is the fact that students will have the skills to not only set up their own organisations and develop their own passion projects, but also have the skills that um, will mean that even if they don't get their first choice job straight out of university, because we're not in Oxford or Cambridge or anything along those lines, we are the University of Northampton. And we wanted to make sure that our students have those skills that down the line, they will be able to come back to those skills. Um, I would never say that one of the things that I really learned from my time at, at, at university was the fact that a lot of the skills which I've developed um, have come in as huge opportunities for myself. I've run my own business. I've um, worked within uh, talking. I've done loads of different conferences for different organisations. And for me, this this was all because of the fact that I learned those soft skills. My first degree was in accounting and sports studies. So nothing to do with what I do now. Um, <laughs> but it's something that provided me with the soft skills which I could transfer over. Yes. Well, I will say, like, especially especially in, in eSports, because eSports is quite broad, I think it doesn't really matter where you where you what where you start. For example, no, um, I would I would agree. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the same. Uh, well, I've well my background. Well, I, I I started the same. I started like in like programmer and then ended up in in, in playing games as a passion and I end up in the esport world. And I think that's uh, there's no. I say it, uh, I think no, no, literally like basic, like, oh, you need to, you know, need to like, same as like a car mechanic. You don't need to start first, you know, cha uh, uh, changing tires and all that stuff. And then yeah. I, th I think uh, it's quite broad. And um, on, let's say on, on at universities, well, especially uh, I'm not going to go too deep in, in, in the situation now in 2020, because that's, that's like a main topic, but how are you, let's say dealing and coping now with, uh, with, 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 yeah, with the pandemic, uh, I, well, you, I assume you work on, uh, from home and how has yeah. that affect your esports? Um, so I, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm quite lucky in the fact that our course doesn't start until September 2021. Anyway, um, I do go into work, um, universities are still open in the UK. Um, currently, um, which is um, a blessing, I would say, uh, for a lot of students. Um, it gives them some sort of focus. I like going to work at, at the university. I've never worked full time uh, at home, and I don't really plan to. <laughs> I, I really, I really struggle with it. Um, I, I, I think I'm like a lot of people where um, I need that social interaction just to make sure that I'm actually keeping my head focused. Yeah, um, and when it comes to um how the university has been working on that um i think since the government has given a lot of power to universities um they've been able to do a lot of positive things for the local communities um so the university i i work at we have two track and trace centers on campus yeah. so um, the local community can, can reach out to them we were i think one of the first campuses to reopen to the general public um and I would say probably my big piece of advice for people who are working at home is have as much routine as possible 
what you what you usually have. Um, we I was talking to this about um, to my colleagues within the sports and exercise department, which was um, do a commute even if you do a proper uh, do a commute like you would go to work. Um, so um, I before I start every day, I go for a fifteen minute walk around um, the the block. Otherwise, I go mad because um, my commute technically currently is seven steps from my bed to my desk. Um, and stuff like that is um, just, um, it, it's hard to not go in fame with stuff like that whilst you're working at home, especially as we're now back in uh, a lockdown and we're now 20 days into it. Yeah, because I know that there's um, there's, there's a lot of um, new, new virtual gaming centers. They're popping up everywhere in the world at the moment. So even if you play a couple of games, you can just join these virtual uh, virtual um, events or virtual uh, gaming centers. I know it's totally different than a physical one because, yeah, physical, you got more, I will say, more interaction. You see a lot of other people and, you know, that's uh, that's that's amazing. But um, is there, are, you, are you part of like a virtual gaming center as well or are you? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Are you, are you joining one or yeah so um I, i've worked with it a few um i've done a few different tournaments um over the the lockdown period more in lockdown one than in lockdown two um i've just been unfortunately swamped with uh, my phd and other other work um i've run a few uh events um i think it's really really positive that esports has been able to take that that place of traditional sport in a lot of instances um i know um traditional sport is now back on uh televisions but um in lockdown tier one or uh, lockdown version one that esports break really um not only cemented esports continuously in my opinion the viewership numbers grew grew dramatically they also uh, brought in a lot of non-traditional gamers into taking part within gaming um there's been so i've been able to do a couple of uh, events with local businesses and they've been able to um, have a couple of different matches on different games and that's been quite fun to stream and broadcast to people um it also has been able to work i, I would say lockdown has been very advantageous to the esports industry um it's probably one of the very few industries it has been to um in the fact that a lot more organizations are taking it more seriously now um and that's something which has been a huge reflection in terms of sponsorship opportunities for the major teams um and that's something which i guess uh esports has to be proud of is the fact that it's been able to work really well during lockdown um this year's world championship had a six thousand capacity well six thousand people watched the final for the league of legends world championship in China, and that's a big uh, congratulations to Riot Games and all their employees to make sure that was uh, workable. Um, I think esports has probably shown the way for a lot more industries how to get back into normality. Um, and I think that's something for which is being very beneficial. Yeah, I think the um, the, the esports esport world uh, since well since since lockdown or let's say since this year has yeah changed quite a lot and in a really positive way. So yeah, how you how how people are getting more interactive like 
like Twitch, for example, where people stream on, more more online than it was before, and uh, more interaction as well with everybody online as before. And this is this is my experience. Then within the UK, we had a gaming center in the UK, physical gaming center in the UK, where we just only played with the group of twenty. And then of course we reached out to different countries, but that's it. But now. If you can see how much people you meet in, let's say, if, even if you join a virtual gaming center, you you have bigger teams now, yeah, supporting as well. So um, yeah, I, 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 what, what, what's what's your what's your favorite game? What are you playing at the moment? Or uh, so, uh, I I play a lot of League of Legends. <laughs> uh, I, I am I am your traditional, I guess, uh, esports player um, in terms of the fact that I, I stick to. Um, MOBA games and um, I do uh, a lot of card strategy games. So when I first started joining esports, I was a Magic the Gathering pro, well, semi pro, um, okay. before it was made even online. So I used to play the card game um, to a particularly high level um, back in between 2012 and 2015. Um, so I qualified a couple of times for World Championships um, and I never managed to go because I was still within uh, school. But I had I was relatively quite quite good, so I still do a lot of card games now. Um, I think I've reached uh, diamond this season on uh, Lendru Terror, and I reached diamond in Magic Gathering last season. So I, I play to a, a pretty good um, a level in terms of those, um, and I guess in terms of my favourite games, um, I played a lot of Overwatch as well when uh, Overwatch first came out, uh, and I was. I got to uh, diamond in that. So um, I've never been the best player um, by any stretch of the imagination, um, but I I try to do a lot more coaching now than I, I do playing. So um, I, I do a lot more strategy focus. So um, I've been lucky enough I've worked with players who uh, are very good at micro level, but have really bad macro mechanics. Um, and I think macro is looking at the bigger picture and making sure that players look at their own performance it is so vital in terms of uh, the development of esports players that I've managed to carve my career, not because I'm mechanically gifted, but because of the fact that I can see how players can better develop themselves to make sure they're better athletes. Well, I think it's really important that people like you, expert like you, experts like you, um, need to be within the esport world, especially with, with with new players who are seeking for advice, seeking for different knowledge, and of course to to improve and go to the next level. So it's 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 really well, it's amazing that like mentoring is is offering. But I see in at the moment in the esport world that sometimes some organizations don't take it seriously, and uh, I, I hopefully you agree with that with me. Yeah, but, um, I would yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I think the larger organisations are now starting to see the benefits of a macro-focused development strategy. Um, if you looked at the Excel branding change, um, which was announced at the beginning of November, um, they have focused way more on holistic coaching and holistic ideologies. Um, I'm sure that Kieran and the rest of the XL team would not mind me saying that I think their strategy is very forward thinking. Um, and I also think that they have been able to develop um, a clear cut understanding in terms of what they want to do. 
Um, one of my uh, former teammates from playing rugby league is now their performance uh, manager at Excel. So um, I've seen what they've been able to do there. Um, and I think that's something that they've really up and passionate into. Um, I think at the top tier in terms of Europe and probably North America, um, they're really focusing on player development um, in terms of um, esports. I think China and Korea are struggling because they always had really good micro mechanics, but they haven't really focused on the macro and the holistic approaches towards players. And I think that's why some of their best players have retired early. Um, and I think if we're going to look at esports, say two, three years down the line, I think every team will have a holistic approach to player development um, because at some point we're going to run out of young people who want who would be willing to live under those conditions um because it's very stressful burnout is very large um the whole reason why i became a macro focused um coach was the fact that i saw i was dealing with university students and they were struggling to cope with the fact that they were students and well as players um and one of the big things that I realised was the fact that they needed that additional support and guidance um, from sort of a figurehead. And that's why I'm Electra. Um, and uh, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to next year when I've got my first uh, years with cohort is that guiding process um, to get my students through their university degrees uh, and become better players and better um, individuals who can work in the esports uh, industry and also support new and young players coming through the the amazing thing about esports is the fact that players start so so young um and they don't get the support usually until they've reached the very top so hopefully more tier two and tier three organizations will follow suit amazing before we go to end the show is there anything important you'd like to share with the listeners and 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 of course the viewers that um is well i i'm not going to say the shout out but something like like okay guys this is going to change the world <laughs> okay um yeah no I'm, I'm quite happy to so i think the thing that's going to change esports for the better um is going to be the fact that esports is going to continue to grow but also the people within it are going to continue to grow um i think the best thing about the esports industry is the fact that people are so willing to talk about it i think the information sharing is fantastic and what I will see the esports industry doing in the future is expanding not to be something which is like sport, but also better than sport. Um, in terms of what we are showing within esports right now is we're going to surpass sport in the next 10 years. And because of that, that's really exciting. If I was uh, looking at this from a fresh pair of eyes, um, from someone who wasn't in, involved in the esports industry but wanted to get involved in it, there is a million, uh, million opportunities out there for people within volunteering, operations, etc., to get involved. Um, I did all for about two years out of the five years careers I've had in esports was all volunteering. Um, it's only this last couple of months that I've been able to make it my full-time job. Um, and my career path has been very different to a lot of people, but it could also be a career path that anyone could follow as well. So if you want a career in esports, it's very achievable. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for today.
Thank you very much, Arnold. It was lovely to talk to you. Thanks for listening to our eSport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.